Welcome back to Ready, Set, Scale, our new podcast series that focuses on how to buy, sell, and use technology solutions in different markets. Every episode will feature an industry expert who will share his or her insight into market-related topics. And at the end of the podcast, we will answer any audience questions. Ready to get started? Because we are. Today's episode of Ready, Set, Scale is sponsored by Zebra, one of our many valued supplier partners. In today's episode, we're speaking with Zebra Technologies' John Wiley and Michael Sparks, both of whom focus on government sector solutions in their roles at Zebra. John, a government channel account manager at Zebra, has a total of 10 years of experience in the government sector, while Michael, Zebra's Director of Government and Carrier Sales, has 15 years of experience in the sector. So together, boasting over a quarter century of government sector experience, this pair has plenty of insight to offer us regarding the government market. Welcome, Michael. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here today. Absolutely. And welcome, John. Thank you. We appreciate this chance to talk with you. Yeah, no doubt. So I did give a little bit of surface level information for you both on your backgrounds, but would you both mind sharing a bit more information about your experience in the field? Sure, I'd be happy to. So I've been in some type of technology solution sales for my entire career, and government's always been a big part of that, uh, whether it was you know, finding different ways to help students be more accountable and learn in the classroom or helping law enforcement be more effective in their jobs. There have been a number of solutions and technologies that I've been instrumental in bringing to market. And it's always fun and exciting to work with our government partners to make those happen. And I've worked with several manufacturers who used a channel to take their solutions to market in the public sector, education, military, state and local agencies, and uh, I've always enjoyed it, found it very rewarding. I love hearing that. So let's talk a little bit more about what interests you both about getting in the government industry and why you decided to pursue a career in it. I think what interests me most about the about working with government is that they have all the same use cases and needs that industry does. When you look at government, they have supply chain. They have paper-bound processes. They have assets that they have to manage. And they're using our tax dollars to do that. So when I'm able to help them find a more efficient way to do business, not only helping the government do their jobs better, but I'm really kind of helping the general public as the tax dollars are being more effectively used and the services to citizens and uh, the general populace are being improved. So it's kind of a, a double-edged sword. You, you can't help but win. I came into this role after working for a university computing center, getting that experience. And then when I started managing channel partners who took me on sales calls to military. I thought that was fascinating just to see how technologies used in, in that setting. And then some of the places we went were just so fascinating. I'm thinking of going to an officer's club where a briefing was going on and there were some very strong looking gentlemen with M16s standing in front of the door. And I thought, you know, this is just a lot more interesting than some of the places I could have gone on a sales call today. Absolutely. Sounds like it. It always interests me to understand and see what got people into their career, right? Or how they jump-started it. 
So let's talk a little bit more about Zebra before we get into some specific industry questions. Obviously, Zebra has definitely been a major player in both of your lives. Can you guys share a little bit with the audience what your favorite part has been working at Zebra? Absolutely. You know, for me, it's the commitment to people. Zebra has always put people first, whether it's a customer, a business partner, or our employees. And everything we do is about helping people be more efficient and better at their jobs, uh, whether it's our internal training programs, whether it's the way we build our channel programs, or it's in the solutions that we bring to our customers. Yeah, I agree with Michael that the culture is great, both internally and the much larger culture when you add our channel partner community to it. I've just met so many people who are interesting, who are supportive and fun to be with. And it's the collaboration and and coming to an agreement after you think through a problem that's the best. Yeah, adding on to what John was saying in my own answer, the variety of solutions that we have and the breadth and depth of our product portfolio, it's like working with Legos. There are a lot of different ways we can help a customer and a partner build a solution. And we have lots of options to make sure that we're doing what's right for both the partner and the customer. So having that wide variety of solutions and the breadth and depth of options available to us uh, really makes things exciting. Absolutely. Um, Working in a partnership with Zebra and the breadth and depth of their partner or product portfolio is definitely exciting for sure. So let's get a little bit more into the meat of the podcast today. How have government technology and solutions changed over the past 15 years? Well, it's really kind of a two-part question. As far as the technology and solutions go, you find that government goes through the same evolution as the private sector. They just do it a little bit more slowly. So we are now seeing the transition to Android happening today in government that the private sector went through over the last few years. We're seeing that government is becoming much more interested in efficiency and effectiveness. They're trying to do more with less, just like private industry is doing. So when you look at the overall government business, the same type of solutions that have been very effective in the private sector and have now been tried and true, can be applied to government. And that's exciting because we're going to them with solutions that we know will work. From a purchasing process, government hasn't changed much over the last five years. They're very concerned with being fair. They're very concerned with doing things by the book. Uh, They have specific rules and regulations that they have to follow in working with their vendors. And that lengthy procurement process hasn't changed one bit really over the last 15 years. John, did you have anything you wanted to add to that? I think it's great how the public safety and first responder teams have better tools now. It's been a long evolution, not a revolution, but you think of just in a scenario like a traffic stop, an officer used to have to approach the vehicle, not having any information about who owned the car, who was probably driving. Now, before the officer engages with that person, he or she probably knows 
something about the background and and what to expect and how to handle the situation. I just think it's great for our first responders to be better equipped like that. Yeah, absolutely. So now in both of your opinions, what is one type of technology or solution that has been most consistently utilized across all of the government sectors? That's a terrific question. And it's also a challenging question because when you look at government, there are a wide swath, if you will, of agencies that buy technology, the military, public safety agencies, fire departments, libraries, school systems. So you ask one technology is applicable to all of those. I think it has to be automated data capture technology, Uh, whether it's RFID or barcoding. There's a lot of opportunity to eliminate paper-bound processes, improve efficiency, uh, reduce errors by automating the capture of data. You know, whether it's an e-citation solution uh, where an officer can scan a license plate or a registration, driver's license to automatically populate a ticket, uh, whether it's an inspection application when a fire inspector is out going through a building and scanning all the barcodes on the fire suppression equipment, uh, whether it's an attendance application to make sure that all the kids got on and off the bus every day, there's a lot of opportunity to use barcodes and RFID to improve processes. I think that's one technology that can be used across all of government. John, what would, how would you answer that question? Well, I'd agree with what you said. What came to my mind also, though, was the concept of mobility, that things that used to have to be written down when you're outside the office and then typed up into some kind of system when you get back are now replaced with rugged handheld computers, tablets that can be taken out into the field. And now these devices are solid enough, especially the ruggedized versions, the purpose-built versions like Zebra produces, the voice and data communications are much better and secure. And so you can take the computing with you into the field, and that's really expected now. You think of something like field service, where a crew has to go out to diagnose problems with equipment and fix it. They can now go out with the right set of parts and equipment, the right people. They've got turn-by-turn directions with them where they're going. If they get to a complex piece of equipment that's hard to diagnose, they can download a schematic right there. They can get a signature captured and so forth. And then you think of health and human services, where caseworkers have to go out to homes during the day. Again, they can get turn-by-turn directions and background information once they're in the field. But better than that, they don't have to just take notes during the visit, maybe take a snapshot, go back, and then stay two extra hours at the end of the day entering the data. They can enter the data while they're there, which is probably going to be more accurate, certainly going to give them more job satisfaction when they don't have to type up everything at the end of the day. So I think the the mobility is, is one thing that has cut through many areas of government in emerging technology. That's actually a really great segue kind of to my next question to you guys, John, based on what you just told us. Can you guys discuss top three areas of focus in government? I know you already alluded sort of to the mobility piece, but maybe elaborate a little bit more on some of the vertical focuses. 
Yeah, I see it breaking down when you ask about the three top areas of focus in government. I see our technologies breaking down this way. First of all, you've got these core offerings that are so successful for Zebra with our enterprise customers. And these are also much needed in the public sector. So the things that we've done for top retailers in the world, the top transportation and logistics companies in the world, helping them keep up with assets and inventory, for example, we do that for the public sector very well because we already know how to do that. We've already got the products and the partners and the software to do it. So inventory control, everyone has tried to tighten that up in the last few decades. Asset management, what do I have? Where is it? What condition is it in? Field service, which I I just finished talking about. Distribution centers, where stuff comes in on various docks and it, it has to be briefly stored and then sent back out. And in some cases, it just comes in on one dock and goes out on another dock before it's even warehoused. It takes a lot of accurate tracking to keep up with that. And then, of course, point of sale. Most people don't think of that in the public sector as much, but there is a lot of point of sale technology used in the public sector. Those are the top three areas, the core offerings, the specialized for government, and then the really tight requirements for uh, Department of Defense and top intelligence agencies. Great. I love that. So kind of to echo a little bit, I'm going to use Michael's words right now. There are a slew of sectors, right? So could you guys walk us through how a few of these sectors might be set up or how these teams might be set up and how would they take a Zebra solution to market? That's another really good question. I think when you approach a government market, you have to realize that one size doesn't fit all. And you have to look at the use cases that you are going to pursue. So education is different from public safety and public safety can be broken down into you know fire and EMS and police. And then even within you know the police and fire departments, there are different use cases. For instance, we've talked a lot about e-citation, but you can also look at law enforcement uh, from an asset management perspective, for instance, the evidence management rooms. Evidence has to be collected in the field, tagged, stored, retained, and the police have to keep a very distinct and clear chain of custody record so that the evidence can be used in a court of law. So the first advice I'd give people is to look at their local government, look at the market they want to pursue, and then rather than throw a wide net, focus on a specific area, whether it's asset management or forms automation, field service, caseworkers, pick one of those areas and take that solution to market. And we have a broad section of technology that can be used. Uh, We have a very big community of independent software vendors, and we can work together, a partner, Zebra, and ISV, to take a very specific solution to that part of government that needs it the most. For education, I think asset management is a terrific solution. Educators never have enough of what they need, and being able to know exactly what they have, where it is, 
and how to get it to the right classroom or the right school, the right campus is a very important need and solution that can certainly be marketed. Keeping track of students, where are they in the building? Where are they on the bus? Who's responsible for them on a field trip is another great solution. You know, right now with the pressures we're under from the pandemic, helping our governments be more effective and keep track of their supply chains is a great solution to bring to market. So my advice is to look at the specific solution, the specific need, and then focus on that using a deliberate, educated approach, as opposed to just casting a wide net and making blind calls and saying, hey, how can I help? As we think about going to market in government, we have to work through contracts a lot. Government likes to use their preferred contract vehicles. In some cases, they like to use purchasing cooperatives that just make the procurement process easier for them and to make sure that they're getting a fair price. So we work as a manufacturer on some aspects of of contracts, but to a great extent, we rely on our partner community to get products on contracts and to manage that. The variety of contracts from the old General Services Administration contract that was mostly used by the federal government for so long to now regional cooperatives, state contracts. These are something that we have to manage with our partners so that when a customer says, how can I buy your product? Can I use this contract? Hopefully we can say yes to their preferred contract. If not, we can suggest an alternative that will work. Also, we have to manage certifications for our products. The federal government, and in some cases, other government levels, have their requirements for communications, data security, and we have to understand what those are and get our products certified for those. So one of those is the Trade Agreements Act. The government wants to buy American products or products that are manufactured in a country that we have a friendly trade agreement with. So we have to have our products certified for TAA factor. The government wants secure data. So we manage to a standard called FIPS 140-2 for data at rest, meaning on the device, and data in motion, data that's being transmitted. Finally, we have to get certified by the major cellular carriers. We've worked with AT&T and Verizon and other carriers for years so that each time we bring a new product to market, we're certified for their network. And now with the new networks that are specifically for first responders, we've had to recertify for those requirements and for the bands of communication that they use. Well, thank you for that very insightful question. It was a lot of information. So what is the most common misconception related to the tools utilized in the government vertical? The most common misconception when selling solutions and tools to the government is in how government evaluates those tools and solutions. Most people assume that the priorities and the needs of government are the same as the private sector. And it's not the case. Take the concept of return on investment, ROI, for instance. A commercial buyer is looking for 
a big return. They're looking for profit. They're looking for a competitive advantage. They're looking for recognition. Government buyers aren't thinking about profit, and they're certainly not thinking about recognition. Government buyers, government decision makers are most concerned about mitigating and eliminating risk. They want to fly under the radar. If they make a change, they want to be assured that change is going to help them do their jobs more effectively, but they don't want to go out on an island and take a big risk. So when you talk to government buyers about solutions, you know, focus on efficiency, focus on eliminating losses, focus on reliability, focus on safety, but don't worry so much about profitability or recognition that you might see in the private sector. All right. So before I let you guys go, I have a fun question to ask. If you had to choose one type of government sector solution that you enjoy working with the most, what would you choose and why? Oh, I'll take a shot at that one first. I like to work on solutions where they're automating manual processes. Everywhere in government, there is a lot of inefficiency still. There are a lot of paper-bound processes. And when you can go in and help somebody automate that, make it flow more effectively, more efficiently, it's a lot of fun. You can bring in a lot of different types of zebra solutions, and they're usually not too complex. So it's a it's a win-win for everybody. So I'd look at automation as uh, my favorite. Yeah, I think just helping agencies respond to crisis is uniquely satisfying. And you think about what we're going through right now, and you think about what we went through 19 years ago with 911. I think what will come out of the pandemic, similar to a post 911 environment, is people looking back saying, how could we have handled this better? What technologies could we have used? So coming out of the pandemic, it's better tracking of assets and inventory. Agencies will be asking, why didn't we have enough personal protective gear in the right places at critical times? How can we better track people and gear for the next crisis? To me, it's just so satisfying to sit down with them and help them think through these things and provide technologies that will work in uh, their achieving those goals. I love both of those answers so much. Well, I want to thank both of you, John and Michael, for joining us today on Ready, Set, Scale and giving us some awesome insight into the complex and ever-changing government vertical. Thank you very much for having us and giving us the opportunity. We really do appreciate it. Thank you, Lindsay. We appreciate our partnership so much. Absolutely. Thank you guys again. Have a great day, everybody. When times are tough, a healthy run rate can help sustain your business. And of course, recurring revenues from sales of supplies and services, along with regularly refreshing your customers' outdated solutions, can all add up and deliver higher margins. Need help with kicking these initiatives into high gear? With the Run Wild with ScanSource and Zebra promotion, your company has the opportunity to win a customized marketing program focused on lead generation. From now until June 30th, 2021, if you increase your Zebra scanning, printing, and supplies run rate sales through ScanSource, you can earn entries based on the dollar amount of each sale for a chance to win a lead generation marketing program valued at over $10,000 to drive demand. Get started now and you could be one of 15 sales partners rewarded with this incredible opportunity fueled by ScanSource, 
Zebra Technologies, and Pure B2B. As a note, no scan source and Zebra sales linked to PCs will be eligible for the promotion. For more information on this limited time offer, contact your ScanSource Zebra sales rep or visit our ScanSource Zebra promotions page. Now let's take a question from our audience. How does a partner engage with ScanSource Zebra team when they are interested in purchasing a demo? Great question. There are a few ways that a partner can engage with the ScanSource team if they are looking for a demo. First option is for any partner that has a ScanSource account, they have the ability to work with their sales team to borrow from the ScanSource corporate pool for a maximum of 10 days. This is a great option should you need units quickly and do not need a specific configuration for use case testing. The second option is for those partners that are in the Zebra Partner Program and looking for a unit longer than 10 days. One benefit of being in the partner program is having access to purchase demo units at discounted price. These units will be the partners to keep and they have the ability to be very specific on the configurations that they need. You will also get to keep these units. And as always, keep your ScanSource Zebra business development managers involved in these conversations as they also have some creative ways to help support your demo needs. We really hope you enjoyed spending time with us today. John and Michael both have some great info to share and we appreciate them stopping by. Be sure to join us again for our next Ready, Set, Scale. And in the meantime, let us know if you have any questions or any suggestions for future podcast topics at scansource.com backslash RSS question. We'd love to hear from you.